everyone. Welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We are glad that you are with us tonight and we are live and talking this month about different teaching methodologies. So um, in homeschooling, a lot of parents use different ways to teach their kids and it doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just different. And so we're, we're trying to introduce you to some of those different methods this month as um, maybe a lot of you are exploring well, um, maybe the, what we started out with didn't work, or we just decided to start homeschooling after Christmas and we have no idea what we're doing. So, um, so that's kind of why we're diving into this. And my special guest tonight is Sonia Schaefer. Welcome, Sonia, and thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us and talk about the Charlotte Mason Method. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm excited to be with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think our community will be um, very very excited with um, what you have to share and um, just just this approach to to teaching children and, um, and so as we get started um, you know I just wanted to tell our audience make sure you share this feed if you're on on Facebook share it out there if um, you're watching on YouTube you know email somebody and say I think maybe you should join and and send them the link so so that we can have uh, more participants but also know that if you're watching live you can put comments and questions in the feed of either YouTube um, Facebook or even Periscope if you're watching on Twitter and and know that um, we can respond to those and incorporate them into our conversation this hour and which is what we why we do this live so um, so thank you for for joining us everyone and so as we get started Sonia we just want to know a little bit about about you and your family and your experience in homeschooling and you have a unique learner too yes. and um, and so just kind of give us a little survey of, of your family and your homeschooling experience and all that? Well, uh, my husband and I have been married 35 years or so. Wow. And we have four children. All of them are girls. I call them my little women. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, ranging from 30 down to 22. And awesome. the oldest three are out and on their own now. Mm -hmm. um, but my youngest is the unique learner that mm -hmm. we have, and she's the 22-year-old, but I'm still homeschooling her every day because yeah. she likes it, she mm -hmm. enjoys it, and she's continuing to grow and learn, oh, so awesome. we're just going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very typical. That's great. We, we diagnosed her when she was four, so mm -hmm. uh, Mother's Day 2002 mm -hmm. is when my journey began with autism. And um, so she is, has autism, uh, pervasive developmental delays, mm -hmm. um, sensory processing issues, auditory processing issues. Right. It's not who she is. It's simply right. what she has to deal with in mm -hmm. the body that she has right now. Right, exactly. And, and that's, a, that's a great perspective. And, and I love that you say, you know, we're still homeschooling because she wants to do it. And um, it becomes a way of life, doesn't it? It does. It, and, and our kids kind of thrive on that. We just get up in the morning, we do school, we learn together. And so I love that. And especially different aspects of the Charlotte Mason method can just become a lifestyle so easily mm. that I know other parents who have neurologically typical children mm -hmm. and they have just incorporated so much of these methods into their home that they just keep doing it. Even That's if their children cool. are graduated, it just mm -hmm. becomes a lifestyle almost. 
Yes, yeah. And homeschooling is a lifestyle. I, I think whatever you know methodology you adopt, it, it is it does become just part of your family culture, I guess. You could yes, say. that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So so maybe some of our viewers don't know much about Charlotte Mason, but who is Charlotte Mason? How does she fit into your story? And and also you founded a publishing company called Simply Charlotte Mason. And how does that all fit in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, first thing we need to clarify and make sure everyone knows that I am not Charlotte Mason because right. I get asked <laughs> that sometimes. All right. <laughs> Um, Charlotte Mason was a British educator who lived in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and her ideas and her methods hmm. revolutionized the educational scene in England. Then in about the 1980s, about when I was getting married, hmm. her ideas were brought over to the United States. Oh. And so when I started homeschooling my kids a few years later, right. then those ideas were already starting to spread. And now mm. her methods have become very popular among homeschoolers yes. here in the States. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So then how does Simply Charlotte Mason fit into to that? Was it just something that grew out of what you did at home? It's basically a hobby that got out of control. It's <laughs> kind of how it works, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, I was using Charlotte's methods with my kids mm. and seeing wonderful results. And as we gained more experience and years mm. and confidence, then the next wave of homeschool parents started asking questions about right. how do you do that what mm -hmm. do you use what books do you recommend you know how it goes right. yeah oh, we yeah. all mm -hmm. we all help each other right and, and you, you're answering the same questions over and over again <laughs> exactly and so so actually simply charlotte mason is two different families who started it okay. uh, we had very dear friends called the smith family hmm. that we were together with them when our first children came along and then we oh. moved to different areas of the country hmm. but we always kept in touch and right. we were both doing charlotte mason hmm. well when karen smith and i sat down and thought you know we're answering the same questions over and yes, over exactly. wouldn't it be nice if we could create a website mm -hmm. and just put all of this information up there so we don't have to remember it every time. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and then we could just point people there and be done mm -hmm. with it. And so, yeah. well, her husband was into building web pages, websites, oh, and okay. for his job. And so we sat him down and said, would you please just, mm -hmm. I remember distinctly saying, Doug, all we need is five pages. Right. That's all we're going <laughs> to ever need. Just, just create these five pages and we're done. Mm -hmm. Well, it has gotten out of control since then yes that was 15 years ago wow. and um since then we are still creating resources mm. you know we will point mm -hmm. people to resources that are already out there that we've already used that we love right. but wherever yeah. there wasn't a resource mm -hmm. we're trying to create one to yeah. make it simple for mm -hmm. homeschool families to use charlotte mason methods that's awesome so yeah and if you're watching on the video uh, live, then you can see it down below or recorded it. You can see it simplycharlottemason.com. So that's that's the website. So 
that's that's a great um, great story. Yeah, five pages. I know. <laughs> yeah. We have we have probably three hundred now on our website, and we only had yeah. orange stars two years ago. So <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and now it has just mushroomed. You know, we do live events. We do a weekly podcast. We wow. we speak at conventions. Mm-hmm. We haul all tra- big trailers full of resources to conventions. Wow. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely out of control. Yeah, yeah. But we love it. We love it. That's awesome. We got a comment um, from essentially Nietzsche's. She said, you've been such an inspiration to me. I have three kids, two on the spectrum, and we have chosen Charlotte Mason. It's working beautifully. Oh, good. So that's hopefully just an encouragement to your heart. The question that she has for you, though, she said, I would love to hear more about accommodations that you make for your daughter along the way and how you worked with all three at one time. Yes. Um, it's, let me start with how we work with all of them. One of the big, um, benefits that I found in homeschooling was that I could teach all my kids together for most subjects. Mm -hmm. And especially with the Charlotte Mason method, it's very easy to do. And so, um, we would gather all the kids and do certain subjects together. But you also need to understand that my youngest with the with the autism Mm -hmm. is um, a very docile person. She's Mm -hmm. not, you know, an an interrupter, a disruptor. Mm -hmm. She um, she only tried to run a couple of times in her whole life, you Mm -hmm. know, so so it would it worked that she could sit in the room with us quietly Mm -hmm. i know that's not always possible exactly yes Mm -hmm. but i also had to do some focused time with her Mm one-on-one where with my other girls they would do you always do your math and language arts and your upper level sciences Mm -hmm. one-on-one at different grade levels Mm -hmm. those things you don't want to combine your kids for right Mm-hmm. And so when they would do that work, my other three kids were usually at the kitchen table or in the bedroom on their beds doing their work, or mm-hmm. they could be anywhere in the house. Yeah. But for my one-on-one time with Hannah, my youngest, mm-hmm. actually, aside here, okay. Hannah is her given name. Okay. <laughs> her current preferred name, which oh. she would tell you if you called her Hannah, uh-huh. is Francesco. Oh, okay. Okay, so I will call her Hannah in this yes. particular broadcast. Because it may it. change usually... again tomorrow. Or... <laughs> That's right, exactly. Okay. But, so we're using the given name. But um, So when I would work one-on-one with her, we could not work with all the others in the room. We had to go to a separate room where I could close the door. And that was our guest room at the mm-hmm. time. There was a table in there, and so we closed the door, and that was our special little place to work one-on-one. So um, to get back to the question of mm-hmm. how I accommodated and and worked with her in those group settings especially, um, much of the time she would not volunteer to participate in those mm-hmm. lessons mm-hmm. verbally because she has a very hard time capturing her thoughts and putting them into words. Okay. She really struggles yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. But she would sit and she would listen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just one exam, and you don't know 
Yes. You're doing this on oh, faith because mm-hmm. you don't know that she's listening. Right. You you see she's sitting there. You assume mm-hmm. she's listening, but she's staring off somewhere else and she doesn't give you any feedback. You don't know for sure. Right. And that can still be the case today when it's just the two of us in our little room together for all of our schooling. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, to encourage you, I have seen little peaks, little glimpses mm-hmm. over the years that have assured me that it's getting in there. That's awesome. The, mm-hmm. the, and, and we're not talking just dry facts. We're not talking, mm-hmm. you know, the addition tables. Uh, honey, we've been working on the addition and subtraction tables now for two years. Mm-hmm. She really struggles in math. And we've gotten through the plus ones and the minus ones. And we have gotten through the plus twos up through 10. We're working on the minus twos. Mm -hmm. And we've been working on the same four minus two equals two for several months now. Hmm. So if that was all I was looking at, I would would really get discouraged. But Mm -hmm. in a Charlotte Mason approach, we are educating the whole child. We are feeding the mind. Mm -hmm. And so we look at beautiful art Mm -hmm. and we read poetry together and we listen to beautiful music together and we take nature walks together Mm -hmm. and all these things that feed her as a person. I see glimpses of those. For example, Mm -hmm. um, it, it must've been, over a year ago now, because it wasn't during COVID, uh-huh. um, we decided to go to an art exhibit at the local museum here, mm-hmm. the High Institute, the, the High Museum of Art, because they were having a special exhibit that was going to have all the big hitters, you know, oh, wow. all yeah. the big uh-huh. people you would recognize. It's like, right. yes, we're going to go. <laughs> and so we went with my oldest daughter and mm-hmm. my youngest. And we were going through a room and I was seeing all these wonderful artists that we've looked at their pictures over the years. Mm. And I turned a corner and I saw a wall with one single picture on it. That's all. Mm. And I had just looked at it to register what it was when my youngest came around that corner behind me. Mm -hmm. Boom, here she comes. And out of her mouth, unsolicited so if you if i could let you really comprehend peggy just Uh. how rare it is for this to happen Hmm. she turns the corner and she says the blue dancers by edgar degas wow Uh, i'm like (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) it's again it's there it's not it's not that we mm. drilled that right it's not yeah. that we you know learn who this mm. artist is it is that right. we simply once a week mm-hmm. will put a picture on display and i might mention what i notice about it one thing mm-hmm. and i will invite her i will leave the opportunity open for her to comment on it if she wants to mm-hmm. but i'm not going to pressure her because you know what happens oh yes yeah you exactly. put pressure on you ask mm-hmm. a direct question boom, they shut down. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But if you can simply introduce these beautiful ideas, 
and get out of the way and let mm -hmm. her form connections with what she's ready for. Yeah, yeah. Now mm -hmm. you get that little glimpse. Guess what she formed a connection with? The Blue right. Dancers exactly. by Edgar Degas. She even mm -hmm. remembered the artist. That blew me yeah. away. So these, mm -hmm. these small, constant touches, just once a week, we'll look at another picture yeah. And we'll stick with the same artist. That's one of Charlotte Mason's methods. Mm -hmm. You stick with the same artist for about 12 weeks, wow. about three mm -hmm. months. But all you're doing is once a week, let's look at a different picture by that artist. It takes just a couple of minutes, but right. you're feeding that mm -hmm. child's mind and heart. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. I, I love that. And, and yeah, you just, you don't know. And it's, it's not so much about what can we test? What can we get out? But what are we putting in? You know, that's why I'm hearing you say feeding and, and just, you know, not just facts, but feeding that soul. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between feeding the child's mind and heart and exercising the child's mind. Yes. And so much of probably the way you were schooled and the way mm -hmm. I was schooled definitely yeah. was about exercising our minds. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But, yeah. but a big uh, foundation of Charlotte Mason's approach is that the child is a whole person. And mm -hmm. so we educate the whole person and right. we feed their minds with good, beautiful and noble ideas. That's, I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> So we have another question from uh, a viewer. Um, she said, I've always been interested in Charlotte Mason. How would you work such a book-based uh, book approach with a little hyperactive man that shows very little interest in sitting down for any kind of classic work, chapter books, poetry, etc." <laughs> yeah, it's a great question. Um, number one, he doesn't have to sit down. Yes. Let him move as that. long as mm -hmm. as long as it's not distracting. Some kids learn better if they can move. Yeah. So he doesn't mm -hmm. have to sit down. Um, and what you can do. Yes. Charlotte Mason is very much. Uh, many of the subjects are book based, mm -hmm. but we're using stories. We're using literary books, not textbooks. Yes. So That's you can good. still use a book, but you can this is the beauty of Charlotte Mason's methods. You can level those methods up or down to fit where your child is. So yes, we're going to use what we call a living book. And that's a book that makes the subject come alive because it is written in usually literary form. And it, it, you can see what's happening in your mind's eye as it is read. All right, so start with a very short section uh -huh. or even a short book there are some great literary books that are short mm -hmm. and you don't have to read even if it's a longer book you don't have to read a whole chapter at a time That's a great you can start advice. with a very short mm -hmm. segment and then another aspect of the method is you can then invite the child to tell back to you what they mm -hmm. remember from mm -hmm. what you read and that's called narration. That is yes. a Charlotte Mason method rather than asking those questions that make them shut down. Right. Exactly. We are, mm -hmm. we are inviting them to put it in their own words and tell us mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. Now, some children really struggle with that. My daughter included. We're mm -hmm. at the point now where she can write some of it. 
and that that seems to help it bypasses but you can do other things before she could write i would have her draw a picture of what happened in the story today Uh and then i always wanted to try to get her to communicate with me Mm -hmm. because so much of charlotte mason methods are relationship building i love that yeah and and so that's what you want to focus on. And so she would draw her picture and it was very primitive because mm-hmm. we have we have big struggles with fine motor skills. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, tell me about your picture. And I discovered something. Mm-hmm. I stumbled upon this. So let me just share it. Yeah. It might help somebody else. Uh-huh. If I would say, tell me about your picture. Uh-huh. <laughs> Boom, she would shut down because I was, I was staring at her and it was freaking her right. out. Yeah. So instead <laughs> I would have her draw her picture on this side, this page over here. Mm-hmm. And then I would take the, the facing page and I grab a pencil and I would say, tell me about your picture. And I would pose, poise the pencil there and look down at the paper and wait. Mm. And she would often, not always, often give me a few words, a phrase, maybe a sentence. I would look up and I'd say, yes. And then I would look down and I would write that sentence and I would take my time with it. Hmm. And then I would look up and say, anything else you want to tell me? And usually Hmm. in the time it took for me to write that, she had thought of another sentence. Right. Because I had taken away the direct gaze threat. Right, you just stress. Just kind of <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, we do that with our other kids that eye contact and the smile and the mm-hmm. nod is considered yeah. encouraging and drawing it out, right. but not yeah, with our, not our autistic exactly. children. Mm-hmm. So that might help some. So you That's can level nice. up or down. Mm-hmm. Most, I would say all of Charlotte Mason's methods in the different subjects. And I just finished a whole video series on our podcast. Mm -hmm. We did a playlist called How To, and it's how to teach the different Mm -hmm. subjects. And I walk through what Charlotte Mason method is used and how to level it up or down to fit where your child is. So you can use it. Mm-hmm. with any child and, right. and and it will work they're they're not difficult to do but they're mm-hmm. very effective that's great and i think that link if you're watching on youtube you, that's one of the links you shared with me so you can find that right down in the the, the feed or the description um to, to find those how-to videos that's great and um yannick responded to she said, I love that, because um, she was the one who asked the question. So um, we got one more question, if you're okay with that. Absolutely. Um, so um, Michelle says, I love that Charlotte Mason allows for children to form their own relationship with art, poetry, music, and living books. What are some of your daughter's favorite books? Oh, that's a good question. Um, for a long time, she was fascinated with The Wind in the Willows. Ah, good book. And <laughs> we would read it, we read it together. It took mm-hmm. a long time because we were taking it in short s- snippets. Mm-hmm. Um, I shouldn't say snippets, that sounds like we're just going here and there. But 
we yeah. did short Perfect. portions as mm -hmm. we worked our way through it. Um, she loved Black Beauty. Ah, yes. Now, these are books that are not easy reads. Mm -hmm. And it took a huge step of faith mm. for me to read those aloud to her. And I had no clue if she was getting any of it. But mm -hmm. then after we read them together, mm -hmm. we got her the audiobook version and gave her the printed book as well mm -hmm. so she could listen and follow along as much as nice. she wanted to and both of those i know those were her favorites mm. <laughs> because she spent a lot of time on those going over and over and over them until she could mm -hmm. quote some of the passages by heart wow. and then when she got done with that one she would set it mm -hmm. aside and we'd go to another one currently well, we just finished reading Heidi. Mm -hmm. um, she hasn't gone for the audiobook of that one, so I'm not sure. The jury's still out on that. Right, Wait, yep. Waiting mm -hmm. to see. <laughs> um, but she does love the Laura Ingalls Wilder series. Yeah, and she keeps that as a special thing for her. Um, she has all of the audiobooks for mm -hmm. that whole series, but she will only listen to those when we are traveling. She takes them along as a special mm -hmm. treat. Um, and huh. so when she's in the hotel room, mm -hmm. she will have her book with her. She'll, mm -hmm. she'll choose one of the series to bring with her, and she'll tell me which one she's going to take on which trip. And then she has her iPad with the audiobook on mm -hmm. it, and she'll just fire that up in the hotel room, um, whatever trip we're on. So wow. I can say those are some of her favorites as well. Mm-hmm. You always know when they go back. I know the Narnia series was played a lot by my oldest. <laughs> Just constant. Oh, I'll tell you, Peggy, I have an astounding story to tell about the line, the witch in the wardrobe. Mm. Um, I was reading it to all of the girls together. So all four of us, we were all piled on the bed and that. I believe Hannah, I want to say she was only four. It was like right after we had diagnosed her. And one of the reasons we checked into it was because we knew that she was developing at a different rate than the others, mm -hmm. but we're a firm believer in, you know, let the child be a, an individual. Right. Yeah. And But when she started to regress and lose her language, that's when we knew something was up. Right. And so it was during that time period. Mm -hmm. So I'm reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe aloud to all the girls, and Hannah's the tag-along sitting there. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and I had just read the portion where Lucy wakes up in the middle of the night and thinks she sees Aslan mm -hmm. and goes out to try and meet him and talk with him. Mm -hmm. And... I paused to turn a page, and out of nowhere, this little tiny voice pipes up and says, oh, now, let me just insert, Hannah often will talk in questions. Mm -hmm. That's how she states things. She said, oh, did the girl go look for the lion? Hmm. Four years old, she was she grasping was... that story. Right. And that was another little little treasured peek mm -hmm. into yes. glimpse into it's in there it's getting right. in there mm -hmm. even though you can't see it. right oh that's wonderful yeah we it, 
I'm so thankful that, you know, God does give us those little peaks because oh, yeah. uh, sometimes it's the encouragement we need to keep going. And, and so on those days when it is three steps forward, four steps back, right. you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. And we have plenty of those. Mm -hmm. um, when you can hang on to those little glimpses, yeah. yes. it, it keeps you going. Mm -hmm. it's so true. It's so, so much does. Um, Yannick had another question for you. She was the one who asked about um, the the one on, you know, just how to accommodate. But it's, she said, if, is it too late to start if we've been homeschooling in other ways? And then the second part of that question is, and if I would start, should I go back and start at the beginning? <laughs> it is not too late to start. Um, one of the beauties of Charlotte Mason is that it's not a set curriculum. Hmm. It is a collection of methods. Now, Simply Charlotte Mason has built a curriculum around those methods in case hmm. you want that guidance. But if you just know the methods, you right. can decide how much to bring in hmm. to start making the transition. For example, yeah. um, if you're doing a different style of homeschooling, mm -hmm. maybe you want to bring in that looking at a picture once a week. Mm -hmm. That's easy to do, so right. simple to do. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you want to bring in her method of, we're gonna go for a walk in nature once mm -hmm. a week. You might wanna wait till spring to start that. <laughs> Depending on where Depending you live. Depending on where you yes. live, you know. <laughs> but um, time in nature just so resets and oh, yes. calms mm -hmm. all of us, but especially our special needs children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you could bring that in once a week very easily. You could, right. um, another method is to listen to good music, classical music. Mm. And mm -hmm. we do that currently. I, I play that in the background while we are playing um, Chinese checkers together on mm. Thursdays. That's something we do during school time on Thursdays. And that's her game of choice right now. So of course uh -huh. we're doing that yes. one every week. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. But I can choose a different musical piece every week to go with it. <laughs> and so, but that's really easy to do. You could just play it in the background during lunch yeah. or, or mm -hmm. while you're driving to a therapy appointment or something like that. Nice. And all yes. you need to do is just mention the composer's name, say, hey, mm -hmm. let's listen to Beethoven, turn mm -hmm. it on. That's all there is to it. But they start to connect what they're hearing with that right. composer, just mm -hmm. as they start to connect, oh, this is another of Degas' pictures. And then next week, here's another one by Degas. Mm -hmm. You don't have to tell them what to look for. No. You just mm -hmm. share it with them and get out of the way. Right. Or you can read a poem once a week mm -hmm. at lunch and choose mm -hmm. a short one. Right. Choose a fun yeah. one, something, mm -hmm. choose a topic that your child is interested in. My daughter loves dogs, mm -hmm. loves dogs. And so if you can find a poem about dogs, you'd have the attention right there. <laughs> so it's not hard to do. And mm -hmm. bringing in those literary books, for example, Maybe you're in a curriculum that uses textbooks and that's your safety net right now. That's mm -hmm. fine. You don't have to let go of that. You could mm -hmm. just, okay, what time period are we studying mm -hmm. in history in that textbook? Now, here is a good story 
that goes along with that. And we're going to read right. that on the side mm -hmm. just to help you picture what that time period was like. Right. We have we have tons yeah. of book recommendations on our website, oh, by the way, great. in case you you know mm -hmm. don't know what books to go for. And right. again, all reading levels. Mm -hmm. Your child doesn't even have to be able to read for his or herself. Yep. You read mm -hmm. to them mm -hmm. if that's how they will better be able to absorb it. So yeah. I also have a video series on our YouTube channel called Getting Started. And it talks about, you can go through a simple five-step process just to, you know, if you already have something in place, how can we make the transition gradually? Or mm -hmm. just bring in a few methods here and there to supplement and enrich what you're doing already. That's yeah. another great way. Any, mm -hmm. any of these things you can do to enrich your child's life is going to be a huge benefit. Definitely. Yeah. She said that they're, they're pretty much unschooling project based. So that's really not a far stretch, you know, just no, to, to add in some all. of that more um, culturally rich um, yeah, things. All you're bringing the in is mm -hmm. a few teacher directed activities mm -hmm. right. instead of the project and student directed student led activities. Mm -hmm. You'll just bring in a few of those and even, even once a day, do something mm -hmm. or get your literature book, you know, like the Black Beauty or the Heidi and mm -hmm. read a chapter at snack time. Right. Now, yeah. if you were truly a Charlotte Mason family, you do it at tea time. But confession, <laughs> I don't like tea. Oh, no. <laughs> so we always had snack time and okay. I would just read aloud during snack time. I know other families who will do it at bedtime and they'll uh, uh -huh. they'll get all the yeah. kids in their beds. And then they'll open up the doors to the hallway and dad will sit in the middle of the hallway and read the book aloud for everybody. Mm -hmm. So you can do it however it fits your family and, yeah, exactly. and whatever methods you want to add in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we always did read out louds during lunch and then I ate uh -huh. later. Oh. They were a captive audience. <laughs> at, no, one point, right. yeah, at one point I was homeschooling my three kids and three foster children so it was wow. uh mass care all preschoolers so it was like this wow. is the only time we're all gonna sit so um yeah. it, it works though so. yeah food works wonders to get yes. them to stay in the same place and, exactly. and keep their mouths shut for a while uh -huh. you know yeah <laughs> so true um we had a um uh Someone who just jumped on, she said, I'm not sure if this has been discussed, um, I, I, and I'm pretty sure. We talked a little bit, actually, about narration, but her question's a little different. She asked for any tips. Um, her eight-year-old with ASD um, struggles with narration. Any tips when he rejects a lot of the living books I present? I find he gravitates to the fact-filled books instead. Pretty typical yeah. for those boys. <laughs> Absolutely. And... Um especially if it's difficult for that child to picture what's going on in the mind's eye as you're reading. Yes. Um, uh -huh. It is a stretch. Narration is not an easy thing to do. Now, mm -hmm. it's a natural thing. All of our kids will narrate if they're excited about something. Yes. They'll come talk your ear off mm -hmm. about something that interests them. Yeah. So what we're doing is asking them to use that natural ability mm -hmm. on purpose 
to learn something, even if they're not as excited about it. And Mm -hmm. that's not easy to do. So we're going to give a lot of grace Mm -hmm. and you're going to start very, very small. You might um, start with an Aesop's fable because that's Mm -hmm. a whole story in just one short paragraph. And and what has helped my daughter too is if I show her a picture of of that fable first so she can see Mm -hmm. what the different characters are and see a picture of what I'm going to describe in words now. That helps immensely. Mm -hmm. Um, If the child can read, then you can also try giving them one or two key words ahead of time and say, now Mm -hmm. listen for these especially. And then when you tell me what happened, try to use these words as you Mm -hmm. tell me what happened. Um, Those are all ways that we can scaffold and support Mm -hmm. and help them as they are finding their feet. But I want Mm -hmm. to encourage you. uh, I read a fabulous book. Those of you who are familiar with Charlotte Mason Methods, I highly recommend the book Know and Tell as in know it in your head, Mm -hmm. know and tell. It's by Karen Glass. And she has a chapter in there on using narration with special needs kids, with Mm. unique learners. The thing that I took from that is how much narration is designed to be a relationship building activity. It is not just another way to quiz your child. It is, I want, I'm interested in what you got out of that. And Mm -hmm. I would love for you to share what you are thinking as you are comfortable and as you are able. That's the attitude we bring to narration. The other thing I got out of that book that was so encouraging, and I hope it will be encouraging to you. We all know this, but we forget it sometimes, is that Don't expect your child to get better at something if you're not giving regular opportunities to practice. Hmm. And it was so easy. I will, I will admit it was, I could see how it was so difficult for Hannah to get those words Mm -hmm. and to give them to me. Um, You know, some days it worked and Mm -hmm. other days it was like pulling teeth Mm -hmm. (laughs) and And so I decided to slack off. It was like, I don't want to work her too hard. I don't want to push too hard. And there's a place for that too. Mm -hmm. But then every once in a while, I would go back and give her a chance. And it was like I was expecting her to suddenly become fluent at it as she got older. Mm -hmm. But I was not giving her regular practice in it. Just like playing a piano or Mm -hmm. kicking a soccer ball, you're not going to improve in that skill if you Mm -hmm. don't get a chance for regular practice. Lots of encouragement and grace along the way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all start, oh, this is a a piano. What do you know? (laughs) Pound on the thing. Exactly. (laughs) And that stage might last a long time in narration, Mm -hmm. too. You might get, well, here's what I'm getting. I was up to the point where she was giving me a couple of sentences. Hmm. And for some reason, I slacked off at that point. Hmm. I didn't want to overdo it. And so I slacked off. Hmm. 
And I just now started it back up a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And currently what I'm getting is she will listen for the very last phrase that I read. And that's what she will write down. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's not where we want to end up. Right. But mm-hmm. that's where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yep. She is communicating She's with me. She's it back. Yep. She uh-huh. is trying, mm-hmm. and we may be in the pounding on the keys stage, right. but we're going to keep practicing, yeah. Yeah. and it will move forward in teeny tiny incremental steps, and we're going to slide backwards, you know, mm-hmm. three steps back, right. but it will move forward if we, those, if we keep being faithful. It's those, those small, constant touches add yeah. up to something great. do. Thank you for that encouragement. I know parents need to hear that because we we do feel like we've, you know, especially when we slack off, um, you know, just yeah. life happens and things get crazy and, and or they don't make our checklist. And then we're like, oh, we haven't done that for a while. And yeah. um, it's just life. And and yeah, there's there there is a way back. And, and sometimes yes. We went through another stage where um, I focused only on the things we needed practice on. So let me give you the other side of the coin. Okay. (laughs) Um, A big part of Charlotte Mason is including a wide variety of subjects, as we've Mm. talked about. The art and the music and the poetry and the literature and the nature study and handcrafts and Mm. all Mm -hmm. of this stuff. Well, I got, I, I think it was fear-based. I looked at, uh, she's, yes. she's nine years old and she's not reading yet. Mm-hmm. She's nine years old and she can recite numbers, but she can't add anything to save her life. Mm-hmm. And her handwriting still looks like a toddler. So we are going to forget the extra stuff. We're going to go head down and just mm-hmm. work on those weak areas that need improvement. I'll tell you, Peggy, we made it through that maybe three weeks and we were both just withering on the vine. Right. But unfortunately, that's what the public school does. I mean, they focus so much on those remedial things and they just throw out all the good stuff that our kids really need. And it's easy to do that when you are lose sight mm -hmm. of the goal. The goal is the whole person. We are educating. And and what I love is that Charlotte said, the goal of education is not to know certain facts. And that's like, what? Excuse Mm -hmm. me? That was my whole school education right there. The goal of education is to know. These are the things you must know. And we get tested Mm -hmm. on things we must know. Right. But Charlotte said, no, you're teaching the whole child. Mm -hmm. And so the goal of education is to grow, yeah. to grow yeah. in all aspects of personhood. Mm-hmm. And so let me encourage you, keep providing that wide variety that will yeah. feed their minds, mm-hmm. those good, loving, noble, beautiful ideas that will feed their hearts and souls as persons. And look for growth in every area 
of that mm-hmm. child as a person and mm-hmm. celebrate that growth. Yes, we've mm-hmm. been working on four minus two for several weeks now, but you know what? New Year's Day, we had a family game day where we invited in my daughters still live in the area mm-hmm. and my parents. And so we gathered, one daughter couldn't come. She was being careful about quarantine mm-hmm. issues, but the rest were free and clear. Yeah. And so we gathered to have a game day. And I told Hannah ahead of time, we were going to do this. And I said, I would love to have you join in because there's a couple of new games that we're gonna be playing that I think you would really enjoy. Mm. But I didn't push her. Mm-hmm. So the day came and everybody arrived and Hannah stayed in her room. That's all right. We'll mm-hmm. let her, you know, we'll respect her wishes as an right. individual. Mm-hmm. So we played several of these games and I invited her to come play this one. If she wanted to, she didn't want to, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, a few uh, hours into this, this was an all day affair. Um, I took the grandchildren in the other room to read them a book. And when I came back in the room where the games were being played, Hannah had come out of her room. She was sitting at a table and she was playing a game. Now, yes, it was a game that was for one person, Hmm. but she had chosen to come be with other people. She had chosen to play a game beside us if not Mm -hmm. with us it was beside us yes and to me that's Mm -hmm. a victory we celebrate that growth Mm -hmm. and so you celebrate look for any area of growth in any part of her as a person and Mm -hmm. celebrate it that's what's going to keep you going too yes that's so true because we we tend to look over them because all we're looking at is the 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 problems and again that fear crops up like you were talking about earlier and when we celebrate then we find that joy in those yes. things and then it, that comes to the surface instead of the fear so, yes um, that's that's awesome and um, the, the um, person who asked that question said yes that's exactly where I'm at great wisdom um, mm-hmm. she said it's been a We've been, you keep providing the feast and celebrating their growth. Can't wait to listen back to this. Um, and so, yeah, it's, yeah, I love how she, encouragement. she used that term providing the feast. That's a big mm-hmm. thing about Charlotte Mason. She likens it. You know, we talked about feeding the mind. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just like a, a child is born with a desire for food physically, Mm -hmm. but also mentally. Oh, yes. And so Mm -hmm. physically, we provide all this healthful food and we let the child take what he's ready for. You know, we don't Mm -hmm. force feed them. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we trust that that healthful food is going to be assimilated and do Mm -hmm. its work to help that child grow, even though we can't necessarily see what it's doing under the Mm -hmm. surface all the time. We just see those little spurts. It's the same with their minds. We need to feed them with these ideas. Charlotte said dry facts are like sawdust to the mind. Not a very appetizing (laughs) meal. But as we give them these ideas, Mm -hmm. spread the feast, let them take what they're ready for, and then uh, trust that that is going to be digested 
and help them grow as persons, even under the surface where we can't see it. It's the Mm -hmm. same concept. So yes, spread the feast. That's that's awesome. I I love how that approach is. It's it's so true. And we we forget it when we get stuck in this curriculum and we're just going to give them the sawdust. (laughs) Yeah, because, well, because usually the sawdust is what we get tested on. That's what people look at. When people look at you Mm -hmm. with your child, they don't say, how is Johnny's heart? Exactly. They say, does Johnny know his multiplication tables yet? Yes, exactly. So Mm -hmm. it's easy to get your focus on other areas instead of the whole person. Mm -hmm. That's the goal, growth as a person. Yeah, one of the things I wrote on um, years ago, we have little dailies on our our Instagram, whatever, and I wrote, if your eyes are too much on your curriculum, take a step back and focus on your child. Yes. And that that gets tons of likes (laughs) (laughs) because that's exactly what we do. We get so hyper-focused on what we're trying to teach, but we forget that child in front of us. We do, and that's my take on that, and this is what I've told people to put on my tombstone, is (laughs) teach the child, not the curriculum. Mm -hmm. Yep. Don't just check off the boxes. Well, the Mm -hmm. curriculum says we have to spend two weeks on the plus fives. (sighs) Honey, (laughs) you might be spending two years on the plus fives, and that's okay. I remember the first time I said that at a conference, I heard, like, gasps in the back of the room. We spend good money for that curriculum, honey. You know? <laughs> but make it your servant. Don't let it become your master. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. So we got one question about, um, she said, we're incorporating Charlotte Mason Method this year in third grade and going 100% next year. We're really struggling with habit training. Is there any resources mm. that can help? Yes. Habit training is another part of a Charlotte Mason approach because we're teaching the whole person. Right, exactly. And many of her methods reinforce specific habits. For example, Mm. the habit of full attention. Now, that's going to look different Mm -hmm. in different children. Mm -hmm. Some children will be able to give you their full attention better if they're jumping on a trampoline. Yes. Others, Uh if they are sitting staring at you. Mm So. That's an uh, that's one area in which you got to teach the child. Yeah. What, I, um, but there are sixty different habits that Charlotte mentioned that we could work on with our children. The mm-hmm. habit of obedience, the habit of cleanliness, yeah. the habit mm-hmm. of orderliness, diligence, um, thoroughness, uh, mm-hmm. the habit of thanksgiving being thankful instead of complaining. So many great habits. Mm -hmm. And really, if you're talking about the whole person, Mm -hmm. character is formed by habits. Yes. Your Mm -hmm. habits are what is going to shape your character and who you are becoming. So it's a huge Mm -hmm. part of our children's education as a whole person. Yeah. Uh Two things are necessary to form a habit. Any habit, you need repetition. Mm. You've got to repeat it as often as possible without lapsing will get you there the fastest. Yeah. And that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you also need motivation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can motivate our children through encouragement. Mm-hmm. We can motivate them through examples. Mm-hmm. 
whether those are real people examples mm -hmm. or the people we read about in the stories yes. that we're giving them. Mm -hmm. And we can motivate them with consequences, both good and bad. Mm -hmm. Both of them are powerful motivators. Right. Um, so the same principles are going to hold true. At least I have found that they hold true with my neurologically typical children, as well as with my autistic child. Hmm. The difference is with my neurologically typical children, I can go on Charlotte's suggested timetable. Uh, she yes. suggested you choose one habit and mm -hmm. that's going to be the one that you focus on, which is the same across the board. Mm -hmm. But she suggested a timetable of six to eight weeks hmm. for your regular children to get that habit up and run, get that plate spinning, you know, until right. it can mm -hmm. go on its own. With my autistic child, I find that oftentimes, depending on what the habit is, right. mm -hmm. often it can take six to eight months rather than yeah. weeks. Mm -hmm. So if you go into it knowing that it's going to be a longer exactly. game, exactly, uh -huh. <laughs> then you won't get as discouraged, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And if you go into it focusing on one habit, and I know yeah. that's hard because all of us have these, all this list. Well, I need to work on this and that and this and that. Uh -huh. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I'm doing right now with Hannah. And, and it's totally different because she's 22. Mm -hmm. But I have made a whole list of, of skills that I want her to learn so she will be better able to do self-care. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and so we introduced several months ago, um, well, I won't mention what they are right now, but mm -hmm. let's just say that off out of this whole list, I had to choose one to start with. Mm -hmm. And if you're trying to figure out what habit to start with with your child, I would say either attention or obedience, mm -hmm. because attention is probably foundational. If they don't know how to pay attention, they're not going to hear what you're telling them to do. Exactly. And so it's going to be harder to obey. Uh -huh. uh, and let me just throw in, I'm going to get back to my list with Hannah in just a second, but mm -hmm. I'm going to chase a rabbit for a minute. I just started reading a book that's been really eye opening. Hmm. It's called The Reason I Jump. Have you read that one yet, Peggy? I have not, no. Fascinating. It is written mm. by a 13-year-old autistic boy who does not have speech. Mm. He lives in Japan, and his mother designed a communication grid for him so that he can now spell out words on this grid. And, mm. and when he learned how to use that grid, it's like, Boom, all wow. of this came out of him. And he mm -hmm. is, they could ask him questions as in, why do you jump? Right. And he could explain what he's thinking and feeling inside. Hmm. Now, we don't want to, of course, project his personal right. thoughts and feelings on all autistic children. That is not right. the case. Mm -hmm. But I am gaining some insights into what's going on in the heads right. and one thing that this boy mentioned that just might be a little help with this whole idea of the habit of attention mm -hmm. or obedience 
is that they he can be so tuned in to something or what we would say tuned out mm -hmm. that an adult can be standing right here next to him and say something to him and he has no clue that person yep. has said anything at all mm -hmm. just because his brain has not processed it yep. but he said if that person will say my name first hmm. that helps me shift my and tune in to oh, what he's so saying perceptive of him to know that yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you might try it. See, mm -hmm. I don't know, yeah. but it's just an idea. Okay. Back yeah. to Hannah's thing. Um, we're looking at over this past year, I went back and looked at where I've, I just put a little start date on each of those tasks, each of those oh, habits I'm trying idea. to mm -hmm. teach her. And we just go until it is running on its own and she's comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And I don't see regression. I see it's going fine. Mm -hmm. then I will choose another one. And this past year, I was able to get through two and a half, hmm. which I thought was phenomenal. Yeah. I was so excited. <laughs> we got through two and a half of those this past year. So um, just be encouraged. And I would especially, it may not look like habit training mm -hmm. time-wise with other children. Right but it can still work just be in it for the long haul and don't give up your child is worth yeah. your efforts your mm -hmm. perseverance um i love the verse in romans that god is the god who gives perseverance and encouragement yeah. and that's what we all need so true yes our kids too you just you know yes. to go the long run with them and yes, and it's not easy for mm -hmm. them. We have to remember yeah. how much mm -hmm. they're trying. Yes, if exactly. we had to deal with this, that's another part of this book I was just reading. Um, the reason I jump, mm -hmm. it's like if if our worlds were like theirs, we would be in a padded cell right now. Mm -hmm. And they show a lot of courage to keep right. going day mm -hmm. after day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. So yeah, for both of us, you're right, Peggy. Mm -hmm. It's for both of us. Yeah. Um, fortunately, we can't get to all these questions. I know there was one about um, how to um, transition to more independence and then um, foreign mm -hmm. languages, too. I'm sure you've got resources um, on, on your website that people can go to um, to, to find that. So, um, yeah, one of those how to videos in that playlist is on foreign language. Okay. So hopefully okay. that will be a resource mm -hmm. for that person as well. Awesome. And yeah, that's all in the description on the YouTube video. So you can look at all the links to those lists. And you had a couple other things um, on there. The Anguishing Blessed Journey, um, A Mother's This Faith Anguishing Journal. Blessed Journey is a book that I wrote during the first year after we diagnosed Hannah hmm. when she was four. Um, and it is mainly from a faith-based, it's a spiritual journey that I went through that year. Mm -hmm. uh, I had found resources that talked about therapies, that talked about people's personal stories, uh -huh. but nothing that addressed this spiritual abyss I felt like I had fallen into. Right, and there really wasn't many, as my son was diagnosed around that time, because he's almost yeah. 24, and, and yeah, it was... <laughs> 
There weren't a lot. No. Mm -hmm. Now there are many more, and I'm so thankful for those. But Mm -hmm. that's just my my journal through that first year of the lessons that the Lord taught me, the scriptures that He gave me to keep me going and encourage me that year. Right. Yeah. And then what is um, lessons from the valley? The MP3 presentation. That's a workshop that I give at different conventions, and we recorded it during one convention many years ago, Mm. and that's just up for free on our website. You can do a free download of the MP3 if that Mm. would be encouraging to you. Good, and then you have a lot of blogs and resources on your website, too. So, Yes. um, Yes. So if you're listening, it's, again, um, simplycharlottemason.com. Well, I want to thank you so much, Sonia, for your time. I know we had tons of questions. I want to thank you all for joining us. Um, this has just been wonderful. We didn't even get to the questions we had prearranged, but I think we kind of covered all the subjects anyyways uh, just in, in, in probably a much um, a much better way because we were answering specific questions that people yeah. had, which is yeah. important. So um, so I just want to thank you for, for taking time again from your schedule and sharing from your wisdom. It's been a blessing to just listen to you. Um, thank you. Because you just your heart for your daughter and um, for, for continuing her education and then just encouraging others um, from the journey that you've had is inspiring. So thank you so much. Thank you, Peggy. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and all of you just know that we do this every Tuesday night. I'm here with a different guest. And next week, we're going to talk about eclectic homeschooling. So kind of bringing a whole bunch of different things together. So if you kind of feel like, well, we want to do a little Charlotte Mason and unschooling, <laughs> we're um, going to talk with um, Julie um, N- Nelly. And um, she's going to talk about crafting a creative and thoughtful design curriculum. And so designing it specifically around your child with um, what you're inspired with. So hope you can join us for that next Tuesday night um, on all these channels uh, at 8 p.m. Central. So um, so thanks again for everyone for joining us and thanks again, Sonia. And we'll see you again right here next week on Empowering Homeschool Conversations. Good night, everyone. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.